Um, I'm Kevin uh, from Tame Impala. Oh, beautiful, succinct, and lovely. <laughs> I don't know how I deal with it. Go with that. Thank you for tuning into the next episode of Introducing. Hey, guys, my name's Tim Blackwell. If you've just stumbled across this podcast because it's automatically uploaded and something you're loving listening to has just finished and this has automatically started playing, well, welcome. Um, if you chose to be here, well, then double welcome to you. I am about to introduce you to a bloke called Kevin Parker. I don't reckon he needs much of an introduction. He's from a little band called Tame Impala. Here's some stats for you. Uh, 12.8 billion streams, yeah. The less I know, the better. The biggest song and has that over 1.1 billion streams from those guys. The only Australian act to have headlined Coachella, Glastonbury, Lollapalooza and then every other major festival in the world. Do you want more? 13 ARIA Awards, one Brit Award, nominated for four Grammy Awards. He's a Perth boy, he's in LA. Um, he's uh, jumped on to chat with me because he, he's about to come out here for Tame Impala's Wait for his first headline shows since 2015. I can't believe it. Playing Brisbane October 18, Sydney October 20, Melbourne the 22nd and 23rd of October, uh, the 26th in Adelaide and Perth the 29th. If you're lucky, you might be able to find a ticket or two in some of those cities. Frontiertouring.com, place to go. Uh, we'll chat about lots of things coming home. Also, later on in the chat, the, the last thing he listened to on Spotify, which will surprise you. I wonder if there's something in that. Maybe. Just have a listen. Uh, please, enjoy my chat with Kevin Parker from Tame Impala. Lift the room. Push your ball. Where are we speaking to you from today? Um, are you in Are you in Australia or are you overseas? Uh, I mean, I'm in LA still. Yeah, great. Not for much longer, but um, no. I'm I'm doing the doing the the big migration home. Oh, uh, so you're going to bring the family back out, or are you just uh, popping out here for the shows? No, no, no. Yeah, doing the whole um the whole thing, moving back, crossing the Pacific. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. Anyway, with young child, it's so lovely to travel so far with young kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely uh it's definitely a different beast altogether. Um makes you um wish that you appreciated traveling without <laughs> a young child all the times you did. You know, it's I like know. I didn't realise how easy I had it. Oh yeah, people who people who don't have kids and they complain about the trip to America or England, I go, shut up. I've yeah. got I've got three children and the rule was that when our first one was like until they were six months, you could kind of go anywhere because they can sleep anywhere. You can stick them under a, a table at a restaurant. But as soon as they are past six months or can walk, you never go anywhere again. So I, I feel you. <laughs> that's it. Now, congrats with uh, I want to talk about lonerism because it, it turned ten this week. That that's unreal. Yeah. And I know that you you played it recently in the desert. I, I kind of talk to artists, and a lot of people say to me that. Um, they're kind of most excited about the project they're working on right now. Is that true for you? And how did it feel going back and, and reliving those those songs? Because ten years in music can kind of feel like a hundred years. Well, of course. I mean, like, I mean, obviously, working on new music is is always going to be more exciting. Um, in fact, like revisiting an old album and playing it live and like celebrating its tenth year anniversary or whatever. It's like excitement isn't really the word. It's more like. It's like sentimental and and a bit reflective and a bit emotional, you know. It's all those things for me, anyway. Um, someone asked me the other day, like, "How are you going to celebrate?" I was like, <laughs> "Celebrate," <laughs> you know. 
Yeah. Um, it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not very good at celebrating at the best of times. So <laughs> something that's like your album's 10 years old, you know? It's like, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Also, that's also the internet now. Like we're celebrating, I think we're celebrating anniversaries like more than we ever have before. Yeah. Oh, like donuts are 150. It's donut day and all, you know, all that stuff. Isn't that funny? <laughs> it's totally a thing. <laughs> Well, we've got to have some reason to post something on Instagram, don't we? Yeah. Any part of the work, though, from 10 years ago, do you sit back and are, are you appreciative of it or is there a bit that makes you go, ugh, what was I thinking there? Or are you just like, you're, you're happy it's, with it, you know? It's all that at once. <laughs> okay. You know, it's an absolute, like, rainbow of emotions um, the entire time. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's um, I, I'm appreciative that it exists and that it sort of, you know, got me in life to where I am now. You know, I I, I cringe at it. I, <laughs> you know, um, I'm impressed by it. You know, it's like because it was me ten years ago. I was I was pretty young. I was pretty naive. Um, as is the way with anyone looking back on something that they did a long time ago. You know. Yeah. So yeah, but overall, it's kind of just it's just. It's just nice, <laughs> and it's perfect that you're looking back because I, I played Elephant on Nova the other day just to celebrate the um, the anniversary, and it's got one of my oh, favorite cool. my favorite lines in it about pulling the mirrors off the Cadillac so it doesn't look like you're yeah. looking back. <laughs> I still love that line so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Now, look, you, you played uh, as we just discussed in the desert. You've done Coachella. You've done Glastonbury. Uh, you've done Splendor in the Grass, where I've seen you many times. Uh, is there anything? Is there a venue that you've kind of played at where you? really had to take a moment to go, this is absolutely crazy? Or are you kind of just so in your head about what the, the job at hand is? Um, do you know what? Like, I don't know what it is, but it's never the venues or the places that that amaze me or that make me feel like, holy, holy heck, like, you know, how did I get here? Like, you know, that kind of, yeah, that kind of like, you know, yeah, it's, it's difficult to describe because it's like, yeah, you, you know, you do have a massive job to do. I understand. <laughs> so you probably that too, yeah. but it, yeah. I mean, well, I guess the question um, then is, do you get to enjoy it? Like, because obviously you're playing to people who are loving it and having the best time ever. Are you enjoying it? Like, do you get to enjoy it, or do you have to be about three or four songs in before you can uh, truly just get like relax yeah. into it? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, it's usually about three or four songs in that um, that it's that you that you, that you settle into it. Um, yeah. But to be honest, it's it's always just the people. Yeah. You know, like I, I could be anywhere. I could be in a shed in <laughs> I could be a shed in, in a shed in in um you know suburban Perth. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, well if, that's sometimes if, the best gig. People... <laughs> you should exactly. do a, you should do a tour of sheds around Australia. I'd love that. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> the the twenty twenty release of the slow rush, was that a was that a, a COVID project for you or was that um I guess twenty. I'm just trying to work out when it was. All the years are blurring into. But mm. I guess you, you kind of released it into COVID, didn't you? L- no, luckily it was released about a month before. Oh, perfect. Um, Good timing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was. I, I, I'm like eternally grateful for that because like we had a month where it was like people were just sort of enjoying the album and there wasn't that whole thing hanging over everyone's head. Yeah. It, it was. It was February 14th that it came out. It was Valentine's Day, and then COVID was a. In March, like, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. About a month, about yeah, a month right. later. How so, how was um, that for you? Because I mean, again, when I speak to different artists, obviously, you, 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 a huge part of your life is playing live. But I guess a lot of a lot of your life is the bit that we don't see, where you're locked away, creating. Um, did you enjoy that 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 two years, especially with the young family? Uh, I, I found a way to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of I'm the kind of person that like I, I always get a bit of a kick out of making the best of a of a of a, of a bad situation. 
Um, so yeah, yeah, I've found things to do and like, like a part of me loves it when, when the rules are kind of like shaken up, you know? Yeah. It's like, how do you, how do you like make music in this new world, you know? <laughs> yeah. How do you play, how do you play music for people in this new world? But also you didn't want to be one of those people who then let's write an album about COVID and then two years later, 150 bands are releasing <laughs> well, yeah, albums exactly. about lockdown. It's track oh, two, totally. lockdown. Yeah, no, I, I, I avoided that one. I avoided that one like I avoided coronavirus. Yeah, perfect. Uh, now you are a Perth boy. We know that you're a very proud Perth boy. And uh, I was actually speaking to Cav Templey the other day, um, Eskimo Joe Cav, and we were kicking around about 20 years ago in Perth. And it's I lived there for a few years and I was saying to him, what an amazing music scene it is there. I mean, some it's incredible acts to have come out of Perth, yourself included. Who did you kind of? Were you? Did you go to shows in Perth? Who, who did? Who stood out for you when you were um, a young tacker, like finally going out to see live music? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I was in the I was in the scene um, in the in the live music scene. I mean, I we kind of I was kind of part of this little group of people that um, we like. We played. We obviously we played shows with all the other bands in Perth, but we kind of kept to ourselves a bit you know we kind of like had our own kind of style of music i guess you could call it yeah and um so yeah i mean like obviously obviously we, we were f- like had lots of friends in the in the in the music scene and and um loved a lot of bands but um yeah yeah we we, we kind of did our own thing to a large extent yeah, I just remember it being the, the first time because I, I kind of grew up in Sydney and unless you really know where to go, uh, it was it was hard work when I was younger. But when I moved to Perth and I was 20, it was it kind of felt like it was more in your face. So I was seeing right. bands on a Tuesday night that I'd never heard of, which you would never really do here. So I, I loved it for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's the thing about Perth. Like you, we, we, we make our own fun. You know? Yes, absolutely. Yes, you do. And you also put orange in beers, which I, the one thing I still didn't realize when I ordered a schooner of red back at the, uh, the Queens Hotel in Mount Lawley and there's just a slice of orange floating in the top of it. Well, doesn't everyone do that? <laughs> no way. You ever do that all around the world? <laughs> Man, you guys have been missing out. Oh, I know, right? Here's a vase of beer with an orange on the top. Want <laughs> <laughs> to drink it? No, I, to be honest, I've never heard of that. No, that's fine. I, th- I think that was just maybe that was what that pub did. Um, growing up, though, were you, were you uh, in a musical household, or were you the black the black sheep? I, I know you're a you're a mad drummer, but where, how did that come about? Like, were, was there music in your face when you were a kid? Yeah, like my dad played um, guitar. He played in a covers band. It was kind of that was kind of his like passion um, outside of work. Um, you know, he would always be kind of have a guitar around the house playing just whatever songs. I always found it. I always found it amazing that he could just play guitar and sing because, like, I could never do that with my family, you know? Like, <laughs> like my dad and stepmom were always asking me to, or always encouraging me, like, yeah, let's sing one of your songs. I was like, absolutely not, <laughs> you know? Well, hang on, you don't have a family barbecue and you get the acoustic out and no, light that, the fire? No, terrified me. <laughs> yeah, of Terrified me. And so um, what, what was it for you then that um, made it into a career? Was there a moment? Was there a, a song? Was there something that you just discovered when you were mucking around, like where you actually went, okay, I can actually maybe do this? It was just a, it was a passion like pretty early on and it just got, it just sort of ramped up, you know, it just got, I just sort of got deeper and deeper into it. It was kind of, yeah, it, as, as soon as I discovered music when I was quite young, I was like 10 or 11, I started playing drums. Um, it just immediately, instantly became my, my whole, oh, sorry, just, uh, 
just doing something. <laughs> <laughs> you can take that if you want. If it's dinner or something, you, you're, wel- you're welcome to oh, take no. a break. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's, it's clean, actually. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, um, I, had what, I had What's So Not on here the other day. He got his salmon delivered for dinner and ate it. So you're, you're very welcome. <laughs> I'm very encouraging for you to <laughs> live your life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, s- since I've um, started playing music, I was really young. I was sort of 10 or 11. I've started playing drums since uh, like after then it just kind of instantly became something that i've just you know it was my whole existence yeah and um like i i sort of you know went to high school and went and like started start i started uni but like really my heart was in music and it kind of just took me that long to to realize you talk about lonerism being like a, a big moment in in the career was it was that the album that changed everything or was there a song that you know after that song was released no day was the same again well I, you know what luckily there was like it was never like that for me it was never like this one song that blew up and you know and that was the song everyone had heard like like i i consider myself lucky that it was sort of like a few songs on each album that sort of yeah you know like each album things kind of ramped up you know they went it kind of went in stages which i'm uh, grateful for but so, so lonerism was kind of just like you know another step up another kind of like tours were twice as long and <laughs> yeah, okay. you know? yeah yeah there must have been a moment I, I, this is what i'm going to guess the moment that you realized that you were on on top of the world is when you could just have lasers at your show all the time because i hear that lasers are incredibly expensive <laughs> uh they are they are unfortunately um, they look great, though. They look great. They look, they look amazing. <laughs> they look absolutely uh, incredible. No, I, I think the urge to get that stuff is to is to try and feel on top of the world. <laughs> yeah, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 What's the, what's the one call where it comes down, but it looks like you're in the clouds? I think you you did that at Splendor in the Grass. It was like like it was like the sky was falling in over our heads, or maybe that was just what I was experiencing at the time, and no one else was. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> uh, well, you know. Oh yeah. There's always we can leave a bit it. of we, that. We can leave it there. Yeah. Um, I mean, we definitely we definitely try and make people feel like the sky is coming down on them. Yeah, in a good way, by the way. That wasn't a bad thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Tell us about some collaborations. Like, obviously, it's great because um, you, you have a young child and, and the fact that now you're actually appearing on my kids' favourite movie soundtracks is fantastic for me, so I don't have to listen to the same, uh, you know, Disney stuff all the time. Um, how, how did the Diana Ross and uh, and kind of the, the Rise of Gru soundtrack track happen i mean it, it it was kind of like a pandemic thing i think for for me it was anyway because they got in touch well the the music director for the film got in touch and um asked if i wanted to do it and obviously as soon as they they, they had me at at the word diana ross you know <laughs> yeah yeah um he mentioned diana ross and i was like well obviously i mean yeah. um and it kind of went from there i mean yeah because it was like done all the music was done during lockdown um, I, I didn't like, I didn't sort of do a session with Diana or, or anything like that. It was kind of just no. all sent over the, um, the interweb. I get the feeling that new Elton John, Britney Spears song as well. I don't think they've ever met each other. That's what I feel anyway. Uh, and then, um, and then new God with the gorillas is just unreal as well. Thanks man. Thank you. How, how are you, uh, friends with those guys or, and Damon in particular? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I am now, I consider myself. Oh, that's good. I consider us friends, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was kind of one of those, one of the th- one of those things. I don't know how it came about, how it came about, but um, I guess ended up in the studio with Damon for a couple of days in Malibu, of all places, um, and we were kind of just messing around with ideas, just you know, 
throwing throwing paint at the walls, as they say. But it must feel great for you. Like it feels like a very much a Tame Impala song, as well as very much a Gorillaz song, which is I think hard. What must yeah. be hard to do when you're jumping in with someone else who's obviously got their very distinctive style and sound. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's always the goal is to try and to try and crossbreed them. You know, to, <laughs> to try and to try and find like a mutant baby of, yeah. of the two. Has that has anything kind of um, just passed you by by mistake? Because again, this this has come from Chris from What's or Not. He told me that he missed an email from Halsey about wanting to do a track with him, and then they oh, ran, right. they ran into each other at a party, and she's like, "Why didn't you write back to my email?" <laughs> it's like, uh, do, you, do you have sadly a- that has happened oh, a really? lot, a lot actually. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's one of those things I can't even like think about the mess. Some of the messages I haven't responded to because. Uh, <laughs> Because it's just like, oh my god, you know, I let that one go. You know, how did how did I how did I let that one? <laughs> yeah, you don't have to name any names, but yeah, have you, I hope okay, you, I, just hope you, I just hope you've got a good system in place. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I'm working on. It. <laughs> so, um, how do you feel about coming home and and uh, and playing some shows? Because um, you're here really soon, and and these shows were the rescheduled ones. So we've we've been really excited to see you here, um, mm-hmm. Brisbane on the 18th, uh, Sydney on the 20th, two shows in Melbourne, and then a few tickets still available for Adelaide, and weirdly for your hometown in Perth. So, uh, get yeah. on to FrontierTouring.com right now and grab tickets. Um, how does it feel coming home? How how long has it been since you played a show at home? Uh well, we haven't done a headline tour since 2015. Uh, we did laneway yeah. yeah yeah we did laneway a couple of years later but um but it's been it's been ages um and obviously we booked the tour uh the tour was meant to be 2020 i think so sales went on tickets went on sale <laughs> yeah. in like 2019 yeah uh, i'm gonna play so i think i don't know um my manager told me that they were hearing about so like some of the kids um, bought tickets when they were 15. <laughs> and now when they go, they're going to be able to drink. That's amazing. Like, I found that my inbox is the same. I'm getting these little like, like little surprises. I bought tickets to things years ago. I'm like, oh, that's next right. week. Oh, that's great. Okay. And um, yeah. so, so, well, it's good to see. I, I'm, I'm just amazed at how much music is coming to Australia at the moment. It's so good. Yeah, man. I'm so excited. I really can't wait. Um, like touring Australia is one of my, it's, it's the first place we ever toured, you know? So it's like, yeah. It's it, it always sort of like just seeing the airports, you know, and like seeing just you know, yeah, the whole experience of it is really um, it's really just nice, and 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 it's always got an excitement. Well, make sure you go and see the shows um, and, and, and get the sky to fall in on you in a good way, I promise. Uh, FrontierTouring.com has all the details. Um, when you're on the road, though, like, how, do, you, do you find it easy to work on the road? Are you a voice memo guy? Are you carrying around a notepad? Or do you have to kind of really compartmentalize and go, I'm working today and I'm going to go over here? It's weird. You know, I'm always trying to work out, like, what's the best way to make music on tour? Like some people have it, have the system down. Like they have like their team, like sets up a studio in the hotel room, like everywhere they go. But I'm not like that. I've, yeah. I don't know. I try and make it work. I mean, I, I, I do, I, I've got my, my voice memos, Yeah, you know, I do those. Yeah. I've got a little setup with me where I go because, you know, there's obviously a lot of time. There's a lot of time. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, I try and make it work. Well, mate, we really appreciate your time with us today. And uh, as I said, can't wait to see you right here real soon. Like it's like next week or something. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's it's very so, close. Bring your lasers, pack them for at least one or two songs if you don't mind. Oh, yeah. yeah and, we're, we're, we're bringing the whole kit. Oh, good, 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 good. And um, we like to finish the introducing podcast with you introducing us to someone. Like is there anyone you're listening to at the moment you've discovered them? Maybe it's a band that you've loved for 20 years. I don't know. But who would you like to introduce us to? 
Um, oh, that's and put me on the spot. I know, it's a real tough one, I don't know. And, I'm, and I do expect you to name names here. That's the difference. <laughs> uh, let me just check my uh, yeah, yeah. Spotify. What Please, have I been? go for it. Uh, what was the last thing you played? What about that then? That might be easier, so you're not disappointing anyone. What was the last thing you, you played on what? Spotify? You know what? The last thing I played on Spotify is Robbie Williams. <laughs> really? That says right here. Yeah. <laughs> what song? Uh, I think there's a few of his. Yeah. A few of his, um, yeah, I can't. Oh, is that because the Dockers missed out on the grand final and you were just uh, reading something? <laughs> trying, to, uh, trying to make up for it. Yeah. Trying, 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 to, trying to pretend I was there. Um, uh, possibly, possibly. Mm. There's, uh, you know, um, there's a myriad of possible reasons, but okay. can't always talk about them. No, that's true. Uh, but, you yeah, know, anyone that you, like, you've like you listened to that you're just like, this is unreal. Oh, I've been getting into Jamie XX recently. Yep. You know that guy. I um, yeah. I feel like I missed the I missed the boat with him a while ago, and so I'm kind of catching up. Yeah, that's yeah. That oh my gosh song is is ruined your yeah. car speakers, but it's worth it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, mate, it's, look, uh, stunning. So uh, so lovely to speak to you. Thanks again for your time, and uh, yeah, we can't wait to see you out here real soon. Right, thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Listen.